I want to start off today with sharing this story. And um, there were three kids who were being raised by a grandma. A grandma who ran several bars and brothels in Guatemala City. These children lived in a home where violence and abuse were as present as beans and tortillas are in a Central American meal. And one afternoon, these three kids were invited by a lady, complete stranger, to hear a story time on the street. And that is the first time that these kids heard that they were loved by God. I am one of those three kids. See, for the first seven years of my life, I grew up in a home that was so desperately needed of the light and the love of Jesus. And on that day, I remember this lady invited us to hear this story, and I don't even remember her name. But I know that that day she shared her light with me, my brother, and my cousin. God used her through storytelling to plant a seed of hope in our hearts. So my question to you today is, how can God use you? Would you ask that to the person next to you? How can God use you? If you are watching online, would you type and comment, how can God use you? use you. How can God use you? So let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 7 through 9 and it'll be up on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. No worries. We got you. And it says this. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. And then verse 9 says, How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. So let me give you a little bit of context behind this text. See, the city of Thessalonica was built on a hill so that they could clearly see um, Mount Olympus. And this was the highest of the Greek mountains, which happened to be the legendary home of the Olympian gods, particularly Zeus. You remember that in history, right? And as well, there was images of the Roman power everywhere. So all these deities, all these idols that were present and they were around everywhere. So you could see that the struggle to remain faithful for someone who identified to be a follower of Christ, the struggle was real. And Paul writes this letter to the Thessalonians to praise them for their faith in the midst. It encourages them. And they, he says, thank you for remaining faithful in the midst of hardship. Like you're doing it. And so Paul had been forced to flee the area due to an uproar that happened. So he didn't know how the church was getting along. 
Back in the day, there wasn't a way to text or to DM to let people know or get in touch with people. So he really wanted to know. So what did he do? He sent Timothy. And Timothy went to check on them, and Timothy gives him this report. So out of the report that Timothy gave Paul, he then pens this letter sharing his encouragement, sharing how grateful he is for them staying the course and staying faithful, as we read in the few verses. He says it gives us new life. And we thank God for you. And because of you, we have joy. And so today, I want to quote Apostle Paul as I talk to you, as I say thank you to every single one of you that have said yes to serving Jesus. See, we know that through the pandemic, we know that through loss, We know that through disease and sickness, that through the things that should have made you quit, that should have made you give up, you have remained faithful. See, we have a team of amazing volunteers, and they have remained faithful, serving Jesus through the church. So on the count of three, you'll see it up on the screen. I want you to say it with me. Ready? One, two, three. Three, we thank God for you. And you can type it in the comments if you're watching online. We thank God for you. See, one of our evergreen values is extravagant generosity. And you are living that value out by being generous with your time, by being generous with your talent. See, we like to plug people into volunteering and serving where they are gifted. And so you are being generous with your talent and with your treasure. You give of your energy. And so now maybe you're here and you're saying, um, Ilsean, that's all good and stuff, but you know, I don't serve or I'm not serving or maybe I've not served ever, so I don't think this applies to me. Or maybe you're watching online and I want you to say, don't, don't leave. Don't check out. Don't log off yet. Don't log off, my online peeps. Hold on. Because maybe you thought, um, I can't serve. I don't know where I fit in, right? Have you ever felt that way? All the time. I'm too busy to serve. I don't have time. I don't know what to do. Or I'm probably going to mess it up, so it's better if I don't, you know? I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are. But I want to remind you that if you have a heartbeat, you are someone God can use. If you have a heartbeat, there is a purpose that God has for you to discover. And um, I want to remind you, too, I've, I've heard it said growing up, so it's not original. I'm just repeating what I've heard, and it says it's this. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So he's the one that's going to help you if you don't know where to plug in. See, and the reason why we people is because Jesus said, and I'm going to paraphrase it, he said, love God and love people. And that is why we people. So I want to share the story of Tim and Laura. And see, we people, because of volunteers like Tim and Laura, who have given of their time and talent to serve in the sound booth through being our live stream operators and also helping in the media. 
And we also have Caitlin back there today, and she's doing all the camera angles and stuff to help her online people hear about Jesus. And Laura says that because of their background in video, they find it fun to serve together and to help people find and follow Jesus, not only in person, but online. Tim and Laura, we thank God for you. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that story, Laura. And then because of you, right? I'm going to be quoting Apostle Paul. Because of you, students like Maddie have a place to belong and grow in their faith. I asked Maddie to write a short story for us of what her baptism and serving meant. So I'm going to read that for you. She's one of her high school students. She says, before being baptized in April of 2022, my heart was closed off to God. I had always thought that religion and faith was impossible because I hadn't seen God in my life. And in 2019, my family found Evergreen only to have it taken from us because of COVID. When we started gradually going again, I didn't have friends. Really, I only came to church because I knew my mom wanted me to experience youth group I would listen to the services in e-youth and with the adults, but would constantly be checking the time, wanting so badly to leave. Any youth in the room say amen? (laughs) Or adults, right? Um, She goes on to say, faith was a major struggle. Then in April of this year, an invitation for baptisms was given. My mom wanted me to get baptized, but I wasn't so sure. And I remember feeling helpless, like I didn't have a say. So I talked to Ilsian, and her story really helped me because I felt like she knew what I was feeling and would respect my decision either way. And after thinking it over, I decided to get baptized because a part of me knew that it was the next step in owning and pursuing my faith in Jesus. I only decided this because having this choice made me curious or willing to do it. So I got baptized, and I still find myself watching the video over and over because even through the screen, I can feel the love that the Evergreen community shared that day. I felt Jesus' love. And then she goes on to say, after getting baptized, my mom encouraged me to serve at Summer Jam Kids Camp, and it was so inspiring watching all the kids know so little about faith but still shout, I love church. And after Summer Jam, I joined the eKids Serve Team with Kim, and my experiences serving at Evergreen Church have completely grown and changed my faith. So thank you, because of you, because of you, we are a place where students can belong before they believe. Thank you for being that place. Thank you for being that people. We thank God for you, Maddie. And because of you, people are being invited into community. And I don't know if you know, but COVID really messed community up for some people. And so because of you, I want to share these stories, two stories, Carrie's story. And Carrie says this, I went through some hardship with my marriage and family that ended up in me moving to Hillsboro by myself. And I didn't really know anyone. 
While doing my clients' hair, Alyssa and Patty, they shared about Evergreen and invited me to check it out. I've only been here a few months, but I'm so grateful to have a community of faith. And then there's Lacey's story. And Lacey's story, she's in the room today. She said this, I've grown up in the church and always had a church home up until the pandemic. Due to how the stresses of my church were handled during the pandemic, this caused me to question some of the people that were Christ followers. I stopped being part of a faith community. I was going through a rough week, or if I'm being honest, a rough few months, and one of my good friends and a teacher at my daughter's school, Holly, was courageous enough to pray for me and invited me to Evergreen. I started coming after praying and feeling called by God. My children and I are so grateful that we found a place that my kids love and that God is using to heal me and my family. This place feels like home. Lacey, we thank God for you. Yeah. See, because of you, people are finding and following Jesus. A young man decided to put his faith in the Lord Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And he's one week in to his new walk with Christ. Isn't that awesome? That is why we do what we do. And see, it's about people's lives being impacted for eternity. What you and I do has an eternal impact. And so, I, I don't know that you know this, but I'm sure you know, when people find and say yes to Jesus, their lives are changed for eternity. They go from death into life, right? We sang it, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, whosoever believes in him will not perish, die, death, but have eternal life. And that is what it's about. That is why we do what we do. And so far, you've heard stories of how people serving in the church, but I want you to hear because I want you to know that serving isn't just about serving within these four walls. Serving God, serving Jesus, is also serving those outside the door. So let's read John 4, 34. It'll be up on the screen, or you could find it in your Bible. But in John 4, 34, it says this. It says, then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits the planter and the harvester alike. So what had happened previously in the story of John 4 is that Jesus had intentionally gone out of his way to meet a Samaritan woman when it was historically known that Jews and Samaritans had nothing to do with each other, Jesus met this woman, meets this woman, 
and his disciples had gone to grab food. So they come back, and they brought Jesus some pita, and they're like, come on, Jesus, it's time to eat. But Jesus responds with what we just read. And he says, look, my fulfillment, my satisfaction, what nourishes my soul, my, what my soul care consists about is doing the work that I'm called to do. Then he goes on to say um, that, that, that it is about this. So I wonder if some of us are struggling to find satisfaction and fulfillment because we're so much into serving ourselves instead of serving others through the work that God has called us to do. Verse 35 continues to say that um, four months between planting and harvest, and what I think is that Jesus wasn't talking about the physical fields. Jesus always used what he saw around to teach, and so what he was looking at right now was, were some fields that were there. But see, it wasn't the time for har- physically it wasn't the time for harvest yet. But I believe what Jesus was trying to point to his disciples was, look, there is a spiritual harvest that is about to happen, and I need you to see it. So he says, lift your eyes and look around. And I believe that there is something that shifts when we take the focus off of ourselves and look up and look to see, look around to see the people that God has called us to serve. See, studies have shown that when someone is facing hardship or when someone is even going through depression, one of the best things that they can do is find a place to volunteer or someone to help. So maybe you've been in a pity party because life hasn't gone the way that you wanted it to go or you thought that you deserved. I'm going to invite you to look up, to look around. Do you see that people is calling you to? Do you see the people that God is calling you to? See, we know that in the physical, it would take four months, right? The expected time. There is a wait time for harvest. But what Jesus is saying to his disciples, what Jesus is saying to us is the time is now. The time is now. It's not in four months. It's not when you have it all figured out. It's not when the kids finally leave for college. The time is now. It is time for you to be part of God's kingdom if you've been missing out. Because the time for harvest is now. And this is what I, what I need you to know in verse 36. It says the harvesters are paid good wages. And the fruit they harvest is the people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. People brought to eternal life. That's the greatest reward. That is the greatest treasure that we can receive. And I want this joy for you. I want you to experience the joy of seeing someone go from death to eternal life. I want this joy for myself. I want this joy for us. To be able to see people choose Jesus. And we people, because of people like Diane, who are willing to go serve outside the four walls. Let me read to you Diane's story. She says, when I first started serving, 
with youth, I highly doubted that any teenager wanted to relate to a then 45-year-old. But God proved me wrong. Youth want to be heard, loved, accepted unconditionally and consistently. Age doesn't count you out. She says, I love every minute of my time here at Evergreen, getting to know and love our middle school students. It is such a God-given privilege. It's not always convenient, but always life-giving and affirming to be smack in the middle of what the Holy Spirit is doing. I have used the tools I learned in how to love youth here, and God willing, I'll have the privilege of continuing to love students outside of the door. She says, there is a mission field God is calling me to back, and it's the mission field in the high schools and middle schools of Hillsborough through a ministry called Young Life. Young Life is about going into the schools and the students' lives to build a lasting relationship so that they can show Jesus love and earn, and so we can earn the right to share who Jesus is with the students. She goes on to say, I am so excited about God pouring out into our schools, and I am praying big prayers for leaders so we can start in every school. If you want to talk to Diane today about Young Life, you can meet her in the lobby. She's wearing her Young Life gear, so you'll be able to spot her out. But it's serving those also outside the door, serving here. But what I love about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not about one church. It is about the kingdom through this church, but through other churches and other ministries. So I want to invite you to think about this question. How can God use you? How can God use me? Because I know this. There are still little girls being raised up in homes that are full of darkness and very little light. But you and I have a light that is powerful. Have a light that wants to pierce every darkness. So how can God use you? There are still little kids and people that don't know the love and light that Jesus wants to bring to them. So I know that God, you have a heartbeat. God wants to use you. So I'm inviting you to respond today. I'm inviting you. There's going to be a QR code that's going to come up on the screen. You can grab your phone, scan the QR code, and that code is to say, I want to volunteer. It is a volunteer application that you can fill out and say, I want to help. I want to be part of seeing people be impacted for eternity. So would you bow your heads right there where you are? Bow your heads right there where you are. And Father, I thank you that you are the one that has given us life. That through your sacrifice on the cross, Jesus We can say yes to you and yes to salvation. So with everybody's eyes closed, if there is anybody in person or watching online, maybe you've not put your faith in Jesus yet, and today I want to give you an opportunity to say yes, to say yes to Jesus. Right there where you are, if you're in person, 
I'm gonna invite you with everybody's eyes closed if today you wanna put your faith in Jesus to look up at me as everybody else's eyes are closed, that you would look up at me so I can agree with you. Is that why you're looking at me? I agree with you. If there's anybody else in the room, if you wanna put your faith in Jesus today, he loves you. He died on the cross for you. You have forgiveness of sins. If anybody else is watching online, if you could just type in the comments, Jesus, and we'll know that that's you. Father, we thank you for salvation being present today. We thank you for lives going from death to eternal life. We thank you that we can partner with you in the kingdom of God in building the kingdom. So, Father, we thank you that we can trust you today. And, Lord, we say yes to you, yes to building the kingdom, and yes to seeing people be, Lord, taken from darkness into your glorious light. So, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, can we say amen? Amen. amen.